Hey, it's Alan Girding with the Tuesday Night Podcast, that show that you're listening to right now. And this is the Gen Con Live episode. Yay! I'm excited slash exhausted. Gen Con, long and hard. How did this go down? We really are going to invest in better audio quality. So my apologies up front. I wrestled with trying to reduce the echo and make it sound better. And I just failed in the end. This episode's already being released later than it should be. And I resigned myself to say, you know what? It's better to have it than not because I don't want people thinking, whatever happened to that live show? Or for those wonderful people that attended, I don't want them to think, man, and I never got to hear my own voice on the show that I attended live. So we're going to put it up. The reason the audio quality is so piss poor, we had three iPhones just do audio notes. We also had a huge pile of games that were donated to us from generous companies to help promote their companies. As attendees came up, they grabbed a game of their choice. First, we called up the Knights, and at the end of the show, all the other knaves and attendees for the live show could come up and choose any game of their liking. I had a blast, and I'm really excited about next week's episode, too, especially if you're a Bachelor Nation addict like me. Don't know what the Bachelor Nation is? Never heard of the Bachelor Bachelorette? Well, wait until next time. But in the meantime, enjoy this very raw episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast live show at Gen Con. Yay! Already in progress. Okay, so for those of you who have maybe been guests on the show and those of you who haven't, the nobles. The nobles. <laughs> Anytime right before we start recording, Alan does this thing, which I love. He makes us do these vocal exercises to warm up our enunciation. Your tools. Your tools. Your tools for the podcast. That's right. And since you are all going to be a part of this podcast, we are also going to need you to warm up your tools so that we all sound very good. Stop, sir. You in the back. Get your hands out of your pants. All right. So repeat after me. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, Red leather yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. You know New York unique. New York. No, you screwed it up. You screwed it up. No, I, I screwed up. You know New York? You know New York. You need New York. You need New York. You know you need unique New York. You know you need unique New York. Has anyone done this, by the way, for... Yeah, thank you. Theater, yes. Thank you. Lion face. Ah! Lemon face. Ooh. Let's go, come on. Lion, Lion face. face. Ah! Lemon, Lemon face. Ooh. Lion face. Ah! Lemon face. Ooh. You gotta do it multiple times. That's true. <laughs> and then the weirdest one we ever did was to sit in solemn silence. To sit in solemn silence. In a dull, dark block. In a dull, dark block. Awaiting the sensation. Awaiting the sensation. Of a short, sharp shock. Of a short, sharp shock. Uh-huh. I don't know what is going on in that scenario, but we had to do I've it. I've never done that before. It's dark. I didn't do that one. I, you, did you just make that one up, or is that another one? I don't know. This has been some of my poetry. I'm going to go close the door. Okay. Hey, before we get going, thank you so much for being here. Yay! 
welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. That's how SBJ used to say it, and it always sticks in my head. Oh, I thought you were going to take it all the way. I was impressed. I've never heard you do it. Hello, and welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. Take it away from here. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It's about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table. And this is the Gen Con live show. So, yay! Reminds me, we've never had a single underneath the gaming table no, you're story. Right, sir. You and me have not. Sean doesn't listen to the podcast, so yes, there has been under the table because when we go to KublaCon in San Francisco, in KublaCon San Francisco, it's in like this glass pyramid, gorgeous hotel. But the problem is the sun comes in and it nukes you, and so it's so warm. So when we play games at KublaCon, we literally play them under the gaming table. Now you know, Sean. Sorry, I'll stop correcting so you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're in Gen Con, what is it? Talk about throwing stones in glass houses, Sean. Anyway, so thank you so much for being here. We have to do some corporate shill thanks because we've had plenty of people donate games for you, the knaves, knights, and nobles alike. Renegade Games, Twin City Games, which made Dino Dunk, Lone Shark Games, Bezier Games, White Wizard Games, Floodgate Games, Sherry Shapiro from Breaking Games, thank you, yes, Green Couch Games, Brain Games, which were our neighbors, this Gen Con. Who's up by the booth? Raise your hand if you've been by the booth. Oh, hundreds. Wow. Man, again, standing room only. Man, I think I saw one person in the hallway with their hands down. But yeah, so everyone's been there. Sir Weenie contributed some games. And Hub Games. In fact, that's a pretty good segue. How about we bring Michael Fox up now? Michael Fox, all right, before you come up, Michael, let me crush on you a little bit. I do this every time you come on the show. A big reason why I'm in the gaming industry is because of this man right here, because I'm really sorry. <laughs> I used to listen to the Little Metal Dog Show, which is a podcast where this gentleman right here would bring on people from the industry insiders and talk about game design. And through that, I realized like, oh, these are real people with real stories and they would tell how they got into games. And I just totally stole everything from you and made this podcast. It really inspired me to go ahead and move forward with my own game design and whatnot. So Thank you so much. So if you don't mind, please give a round of applause to Michael Hawks! Ooh, I got the posh chair in the middle. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So, for what company are you a slave? I'm no longer a slave. I'm a good. I, I, I work for a really good company now. So what's the company? Uh, so we're Hub Games. We used to be called the Creativity Hub. So if anybody knows of a little thing called Rory Story Cubes. Rory Story Cubes. Who knows it? See, yeah. I see hands. That's good. Oh, yeah. So Rory, who is the co-owner of the company with his partner Anita, he is surprise the Rory of Story Cubes. That's how that works. So we changed our name earlier in the year to Hub Games because we no longer own Story Cubes, and as such, we are now Hub Games, and we're making cool games for cool kids like you. Am I allowed to ask what happened to Rory? Oh, he's still actually in the hotel. He's playing. Michael. Is he part of Hub Games or is he? Oh yeah, like, yeah. No, no. He's... He got trapped in a story cube. He's in the <laughs> Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Eternally condemned to tell the same story forever. Yeah. Um, no, he's um, him and Anita are still like running the company. It's just we shifted the name and we shifted the focus of the company to move away from the educational kind of stuff that we were. Associated. Oh, so it's just basically within the company they broke off into two companies. Nah, it's dead. Creativity Hub's gone. 
Oh really? They just with, killed it. Yeah, they, with, I don't know. It's yeah, inappropriate. Yeah. I'm using a gun hand sign <laughs> towards like too You're much so world street. I, I'm sorry. You're so urban. Cleveland. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're just called Hub Games now because the shift is now all about making awesome games. So that's what we're doing. And you contributed a game. Should we talk about it? Or we should just see if someone randomly picks it up. Oh, should we? Live? It's your choice. Oh, uh, we might as well plug it. I mean, go ahead, not, plug it. It ain't it. out yet. I'm actually, two games. So we got Blank, which is down here. It's really good. If you've ever played Uno and Pandemic Legacy and want to know what would happen if those two things had a bastard child, <laughs> super common question. Now you know. <laughs> I know. And it's really good. It might look like a. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. Uh, you said not Pandemic, but Pandemic Legacy. Yeah. So that means there's a legacy aspect. It's to this. Uno Legacy. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, so this is like this is like a thousand blank white cards where you start writing on the cards. Yeah, but good. Oh, good. Okay, I like that. Oh man! You know what I'd like to do, if you don't mind, Michael, is I would like you to hand it out to whoever you want, just one of these copies, and then at the end of the show, we'll have people come up. How does that sound? Uh, I'm gonna. Okay, let's see. We can just ask who really. Look at that gentleman's face. No, I'm so sorry, sir, with a hand. Look at that guy's face with the sunglasses. He looks so excited and happy, like he's gonna get that copy. Look at that. He's getting the thumbs up. They've all signed waivers. You can throw games at them. I wanted to do some sort of like fest. You know, the thing you do like uh, a big music festivals where you like get a t-shirt cannon, but like yeah, a, yeah. a game cannon. I think we can toss it and then it can be passed back like some concert, but we'll, Christ, yeah. This be like this gentleman right here. This has got sharp edges. I'll catch it, pass it back. All right, here we go. All right. I'm, I'm not liable for any damages. All right, I'm going to do this golf style. Michael winds up. He's practicing his throw. A wrist, yeah. Giving a little wrist. Whoa! Literally knocked his head face off. Yes! I mean, no, but the tickets had disclaimers on them, just so you know. If you handed us a ticket. I was told to throw it over arm by oh you. Officer. Are you alright? What's your name, sir? What's your name? Vince Yanotti. Vince Yanotti? Yanotti. Vince! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, sorry. I'm so horrible to So, you know how we have like the knaves, the nobles, and the knights? I think yeah. it should be like some like, eternal king now. Eternal king, yes. yes. Just for like apology's sake. <laughs> Did everyone see that just to make sure everyone saw? Nobody saw nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Lock the doors! Nobody took blank to the face at all, right? It looked like it was, right? That didn't happen. So, as a company, we're like, we're really like about being. <laughs> Focus on social issues and being nice people, and I just clobbered something in the face with a copy of Arcadic. <laughs> what was that other game? Right, this one I'm definitely not going to throw because there's only like. Well, A, the box is freaking massive, and B, it's. Um, well, there's only, there's only two copies of it in the world at the minute. If you like sad things. Has everybody seen like Scott Pilgrim? You know, like, sex bomb, I'm like... Wait, wait, I'm so sorry, Michael. It sounds like you're about to give an elevator pitch. Oh, (laughs) my God. Okay. You so much right I know. now. This is <laughs> we need a character. Is there a character that you like to play? We'll have no, dealers we have an choice. We I know we, we have an we've, we've got an audience. We All right, let's do it. Audience, what do you character? Billy Kerr. So what we got in the face of the game? What was that? we got hit in the face with a game. I think we can work with that. All right, someone who got hit in the face with a game. You have one minute yes. maximum. Who's going to time us in the audience? Can someone time us in the audience? Anyone? There is a fine oh. person at the back who has offered their Thank you so much. Their time time right. experience. Are you ready, sir? I'm, I think so. Right, let's do this. Ready, set, go. Ding! Hello, I've just arrived at the hospital and my face is absolutely killing me. 
But this game looks very interesting. You two all appear to be nurses, where you're working inside a hospital, where this man who's just- Are you kidding me, it's nurses? I'm sorry, go on. I'm just saying nurses in coma, sorry. I, I never interrupt, I apologize. Keep going. Lies. The idea behind the game is you are a bunch of Hospital staff working in the hospital, a gentleman called Billy Kerr has been rushed into hospital overnight. He's had a heart attack on a flight from Sydney, Australia to London. The flight was diverted, he was rushed to your hospital, and now you have to look after him over the course of 10 scenarios in a desperate attempt to try and find out his story before he shuffles off this mortal coil. It is beautiful and wondrous, a cooperative game with a little bit of resource management, hospital management, and also a very emotionally impactful storyline. You can tell I have not said this 55 times. <laughs> Please buy my game. I've heard phenomenal things about this game at the show. Yeah, people are, apparently are really into, you know, feeling sad and stuff. It's sad pandemic. Sad demic. Sad demic. <laughs> sad um, Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not a legacy game. It's um, if, if you're going to say it's anything, it's more of a campaign. So you work your way through these ten scenarios. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning of the game, you know nothing about him. You literally know his name, his age, and the fact that he's in your hospital. And then as you work your way through the scenarios and you discover more, you find out these memories and you realize that not everything might be as it initially seems because, well, you know, Billy's human and mm -hmm. he might not always be telling the truth. Uh, so you have to work out what's true, what's not true, maybe speak to people from his past. It's, it's very different, but yeah, people apparently are... But you don't have a booth for this. Instead, no. you only are running an event of it. Yeah, yeah, we just have a couple of tables uh, in Hall C. Everything so far has been booked, but I've actually worked out we've actually got a bit of space tomorrow, so I'm just going to be running walk-up demos all day tomorrow from 10 a.m. because people are really excited about playing it. Yeah. It's really cool. Delton and Haley. Yeah. You guys were telling me about this game. They played yeah. it. Yes, that's where I heard it. Yeah. Delton they really and Haley from Malthouse Games. From Malthouse the Games. They're here. Yeah. Actually, we should use their night names, but... Mm -hmm. Jimbo! <laughs> Michael Fox, thank you so much. We really thank appreciate you. it. So. Speaking of Delton Brack, who has stepped up and helped edit many episodes. Come on up, Sir Delton. Right? Come on up. Here's the thing. So you run a podcast yes. with your partner in crime. Yes. You help edit the podcast. The reason why? You don't have enough time. And I offered. There you go. I was like, oh, I don't have enough time. Real tearjerker. Yeah, yeah. very tearjerker. <laughs> you uh, were the first night where there was already editing infused with your Nave Tonight submission, and it was beautiful, and I was like, hey, you're offering help, we'll take it. But because you're not, thank you so much, I know I just wasted your time by walking up, you may get first pick of any of the games here. So go ahead and help yourself. The whole line? whole line, any of these Ooh. that you want, you get first pick. Thank you so much, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> Should we say thanks to B-Team? Nope. Oh, okay, moving on. No, B-Team! You guys are amazing. Thank you so much, B-Team. In fact, if you're part of B-Team, if you wouldn't mind, stand on up so everyone can acknowledge B-Team. Oh, yeah! B-Team! Absolutely, right? That's Will, Logan, and Greg. Will, Logan, and Greg. Greg, Incredible. the newest member just from the last episode, which I believe was episode 141. That's crazy. We have 141 episodes. We're very old. Yeah, it's getting old. In podcast years. Yeah, yeah. So, B Team, seriously, we really appreciate it, and it really covers our butt when we do things like coming to. <laughs> 
For the listeners at home, just got the middle finger from B-Team Whale, so. All right. We'd also like to thank Sir Weenie for keeping us up all night on Friday night. So I want Sir Weenie to come up here next. So Sir Weenie, please come on up here if you don't mind. What I want to know is a show of hands of who listened to the Mothership episode. Who has listened to the Mothership episode, which was the most recent? Okay, I would say there's a good half of that, right? We don't want to get too plot spoilery, I guess if that's even a word. Spoilers are coming up though. Yeah, we'll, we'll try our best not to. But we had a debate and I don't want to be biased. I don't want to lead any witnesses. I think we all figured we would give you the opportunity to ask the audience any questions. So those that have listened to the episode, you can go ahead and ask the question because we were up all night with a little bit of a debate. Was Clocky helpful? Yes or no? Was Clocky helpful? Should we say, raise your hand if you say... How do you want to handle it? Yeah, how do you want to handle it? It's your experiment, Skinner. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll just do both. I'll say yes and people can raise their hand. We'll say no. We'll see which gets more hands. Okay. Who thinks Clocky was helpful? Please raise your hand if you think yes, Clocky was helpful. Two hands are up that we can see. Oh, Should we ask so the other one? You're so disappointed. <laughs> all right, we're gonna move on with this, and we're gonna explain this. Thank you for indulging us. By the way, this whole podcast is just all about self-indulgence, so we really appreciate it. Was I just Clocky I, helpful? I, no. no. Raise your hand if you think no. Clocky was not helpful. Oh, it's not. It's not overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. A lot of abstinent nations of people who haven't heard the show yet. Yeah. All right. So we'll do it this way. Everyone who's listened to the episode, raise your hand and keep it up. Raise your hand and keep it up. All right, put your hand down if you thought Clocky was helpful. Oh All right. All right, oh, okay, no. this is great. Oh, I'm so You've all been wonderful. Now. All of your checks are in the mail. <laughs> yeah, we did not rig this. Here's the crazy thing. When you listen to that episode, I told Sean ahead of time, I said, I think Ben actually believes that Clocky was a good, heroic, helpful character. And I 100% disagreed. You said, there's no way. <laughs> He's joking. Ben is very smart. I think very highly of Ben. Everyone likes Ben. There's no way he would say something that insane. <laughs> and I said, no, I think as crazy ass as that character was in that role-playing game, and as Harmful as Clocky you was. You were the villain. You were the villain. You killed people. Clocky was a hero. I killed Clocky. I was the hero because I killed Clocky. No, no. If you use a hammer to kill someone, you don't blame the hammer. Clocky was the hammer in that situation. The more you talk, I can guarantee the worse you're going to look because you're insane. You're insane. So last night, this was great because we're having this very light, free-spirited discussion amongst friends and equals. It's, you know, a hotel room. There's soundproof to a certain amount. I'm gonna back away from the mic because Alan's like, You're crazy! There's no way! There's no way anyone can think that! Uh, it did get heated. Yeah, 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 heated. yeah, it was interesting. I don't think there was ever any genuine anger. Just, just floored that you are so insane that you think Clocky was actually helpful. But we weren't the only ones there. You did. We said, all right, let's start asking people tomorrow. And you were like, yeah, let's ask people. And yeah. Alan said, as your friend, I implore you not to go down this road. You will not like the response. I am disappointed. I'm so sorry. You were an amazing you were, role player, so character, fun. super entertaining. Mm -hmm. 
And you contributed two of your games because you are a game designer. Phenomenal game Phenom designer. Phenomenal game designer. So would you like to take someone's head off with some of your games? <laughs> oh, uh, everyone clear the way. It's that guy again. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So Are this you is to announce your new game or is that still under seal? I think I'm allowed to say that I've signed another social deduction game with uh, Floodgate Games. Floodgate so. Games. Floodgate. Phenomenal company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited. Uh, as long as it keeps its title, its working title is Kill All Humans. It's a social deduction game. I don't know how much more detail I can go into that. Can you not talk about any of the mechanics? I don't know. I don't know. All I right. will say the twist for the social deduction game is in the social deduction game, you are the only player who doesn't know what faction you are on. Everybody else knows your faction but you. Like Kanabi? Yes! Okay. Bitten, Bitten, that is another hidden rule game. Hey, if you like social deduction games, it's about all I do. Look at Mark. Mark wants oh, one so badly. There you go. Thank you so much. And we have another one here. You missed his face. Yes! <laughs> oh, I'm miss it. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, my other two my other two social deduction games that are available now are Bitten from Cat Dragon Games. It's a it's a drafting and social deduction game. So if you don't like talking during your social deduction game, you just want to do it like the poker bluff, Bitten's good for you. And uh, Red Scare is from Pandasaurus. You get to wear decoder glasses. If you are playing, I, su I suggest you get to the variant rules as quickly as you can because that's the way it was originally pitched. But if you wanted a social deduction game mixed with Pit and where you're just yelling, that's, that, what, that, yeah. that's, how, that's yeah. how it plays with the simultaneous play. Cool. So. Yeah, so social deduction mixed with pit is the way to go. All right. So who wants is kind of like social deduction for introverts. Comrades, there you go. Comrades. Comrades. And find someone to give bitten to. Hey, thank you so much, Sir Winnie slash Flocky. All right. Man. We're just eating up that lawyer's retainer. <laughs> so true. What I think we should do is, just like we had Sir Tilden Brack come up for first pick, we should have some of the other knights get first pick of games, and then at the end of the show, everyone else can come up. What do you think? That's a great idea to reward our knights for sending in submissions. Since we reward them in no other way, pretty much. So, that Fame and great. fortune. I want to do a quick shout out to the first knight who isn't here tonight. Sadly. Sadly, Sir Byron Morgan. He's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, sadly, but he can't be, be here. But he was our fan from way back, like in episode one. Cheesy as it may sound, I know he's gonna listen to this, but since he's our first night. We miss you. We miss you, man. We miss you. So let's give a round of applause for the first night. Then I'm looking in the order here, I wrote these in order, and then we also have a very early night, and I think the earliest one that is here is the Black Knight. Sir William Bowler, am I correct, sir? Yes. Yes, go ahead and stand up, sir. Come yeah. on up. Yeah! Choose any game that you like. Don't forget, we have some big box games over there. I remember we called you Black Knight because... You were a dick. You were a dick. <laughs> That's right. Don't trust me. Yeah. You were the one who got your professor really pissed off because you ruined the whole... Multi-week lesson plan, and I screwed it up in two moves. Two moves. It was, uh, what's the name of the game? Help my memory Diplomacy. 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 Yeah, they were playing Diplomacy in class, and you ruined it. So, Black Knight for being a dick. There you go. <laughs> so, have fun. Choose any. Yeah, oh, there is something I'm supposed to point out. So, fill up ten seconds of time. One of these games is poison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was told by Lone Shark Games to point this out. 
This is Apocrypha by Mike Selinker, who's been on the show. He was on the Shuck show. But every single contributor in this game, artist, graphic designer, etc., has signed this game. So, whoa. So we won't be giving that one out. But we just thought you guys would like to know. Not to weigh your decision, but that I'll just put that right here for <laughs> anyone who really wants that signed version. Is Sir Gare Bear here from episode 84? Yes, no, I know he's at the con. He was going to try to make it. No. I know Sir James Japanese York isn't here because he's in Japan. We have Dame Becky Rolf. You know what? I have a question. It's Mark, yes? Yes. Mark? I hate to put you on the spot. Would you mind coming up and ans an ask answering this question? Yeah. Sure. Why are we so popular in Australia? You guys? Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I would say a third of our listener base is from Australia. Um, I think uh, "Shut Up and Sit Down" is very popular in Australia. So you've probably picked up a You're lot done. from that. When he said "Shut Up and Sit Down," that's yeah, we got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, got it. Makes Same sense. reason as everywhere else. Same reason as everywhere else. <laughs> All right. Sir Dennis Vignette, Sir Ryan the Diver Knight, if I say your name and you're here, come on up. Then Sir Jeremy Wong, we have Dame Michelle, Lady Jelly, and Lady Chrissy. Sir Dustin, was we call him Sir Shill, is Sir Shill here? Who pimped his own podcast on our podcast? <laughs> Very shrewd move. Mm -hmm. How about Dame Haley Brack, is she here? Woo, Woo hey, come on up. I have some questions for you. If you want, you can totally say no. Would you like to answer some questions? I'll answer some Get up here and get, take the hot seat. When you were on, you talked about basically how there were very few females at Gen Con. I did. And I think it was in response to my main complaint about Gen Con, and that's the men's rooms. I have made a very active effort. I haven't been in a single one yet this con, because usually it's pube central. You're doing your part to not use the restrooms? <laughs> yes, doing my part not to contribute anyway. But then you said in your Nave Tonight submission, there was no line for a bathroom at all. It is glorious. It is the only place in the entire world, I believe, where there is a line in the men's restroom and not in the women's restroom. I've never had one. No joke, this came up last night. We were at the Annie Awards and they called intermission and we all got in line to go to the bathroom. The guys did. And one of the guys behind me was like, usually it's the women's room that has lines. There's never lines in the men's room. And I was like, yeah. That should tell you something about the gender balance in this room tonight. <laughs> There's no line for the women's restroom at the Emmy Awards. Now, we hung out on Thursday night, right, when yes. we showed up, so thank you so much for hanging out with me. I was saying, wow, there's so many more women here proportionally than there are usually, but it was the first night, and we weren't even sure if there were Gen Con attendees because it was the house party. What have you seen so far? Is there a better proportion this year compared to last year, or is it the same thing? I definitely think there is a bigger proportion of women, especially because I'm not walking into an empty bathroom. I have not walked into an empty bathroom once this Gen Con. This is my study. <laughs> yeah, and you're a fellow psychologist. Yes. Yes, and you did a whole psychology about raging? In rage games? quitting, yes. Rage quitting, right. It was a sold out show. How'd that go? It went really well. So, um, just for legal reasons, I'm a mental health therapist, not quite a psychologist. I gotta mm -hmm. make that. that okay, there. so sorry. No, it's okay. It went really well. So we talked about the uh, science behind rage quitting. So we applied the frustration aggression theory to that. So socially, why do we rage quit? As oh, well I know as it so well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as well as what goes on in the brain. So what literally happens in our brain when we rage quit? And that will be. I'm gonna plug ours. It will be on our podcast. Delton is editing the episode, and it will be up on Mott House Games page. All right, changing your name from Dame <laughs> Haley Brack 
to Dame Shill the second. <laughs> All right. So. I thought that talk was phenomenal because it was saying there's there's something that happens that's particular to our community. There's things you can do about it. There's strategies you can develop. I thought it was a net good thing for the industry. So I'm really grateful that you put something like that together. Well, thank you. I'm grateful for the opportunity to do it. I had a lot of fun doing it. I love to provide marketing through education. I love yeah. to educate others, and it's, it's really a passion of mine, so I'm really grateful to have found a community where I can kind of blend both of my passions together. You get to do another talk next Gen Con? Probably so. I've got a lot of feedback about possibly doing online gaming and the psychology behind that and why oh, people man. get angry there. It turns out people get angry on online games. I don't know if you guys have ever played one before. My League of Legends stories, which I was just telling you guys the other day, is that I would actually play League of Legends just as a stress test for myself. Like, I'm feeling pretty good about humanity. I think I'm gonna play a game of League of Legends just to see how bad humanity is. And it never failed. Thank you, League of Legends. I've never been on the internet before, so I'm not familiar with this concept. I know, because you never listen to the podcast. All right, so thank you so much for joining in. We also have Sir Game Relief, I don't believe is here. We also have Sir David Walden. Walden? Is, are you, yeah, there he is! Come on up, Sir David! <laughs> yes! Yes, indeed. Sir David, you may pick any of these games that you would like. Oh! Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's a good so choice. You just picked holding on. Now, you're not allowed to walk out of the room with that no. because there's only two in existence, according to Michael Fox over here. So, what you're going to need to do is put that back down and talk to Michael Fox at the end. So, that is taken. That was a very good choice, sir. But make sure you talk to Michael Fox at the end and he's going to make sure you get a copy. Let me ask you really quick in short, what was your submission about? Uh, my submission was how I got into game design, and me and my friends would take existing games. Like, one of the things we did was we took Balderdash, which is the game where you are given a word, you have the real definition, and then everyone else makes up their definitions, put them in the middle, read them one at a time. And what we realized is, in the rules, it specifically states that the person has to read every submission twice. So we would just put things like, my name is Alan and I like to eat poop. Mm -hmm. Very, very mm -hmm. specific. Thank you so much, sir. Not at all factual. <laughs> Not factual at all. Despite yeah. the rumors. Right. <laughs> it's so tempting for me to tell my poop story, but I don't think it's, I think that's already enough. I had an older brother, long story short. We're moving on. So, um, all right, we also had Dame Yennefer and Sir Nicholas. We had Sir Drankalot, or Sir Drankalot here? I don't think so. That was the one about how gaming replaces alcoholism. It was very cool. Sir Winner. And Lady Comrade Crystal. Yay! Did you want to come up? Because I actually have a question for you. You can say no. I know it's social pressure and it's not actually fair for me to ask you. My question is this. Today, we may or may not have assaulted someone with a game box. But in your Nave Tonight submission, you discussed how you assaulted your partner yeah. with... What was it that you threw? It, it was a pen. It was a pen. Yeah. And where did it land? Uh, pretty much right in his eye. And which, which was closed. Now, was that just because you're like, ha ha ha, hey, catch? Why did you uh, throw a pen? No, it was because we were playing a game that I thought, you know, I was gonna win because it was my game from my childhood. We were playing Electronic Mystery Mansion. Yeah, I, I thought I was good at it, and I was wrong, and <laughs> he beat me. And I don't lose very well at that period of time in my life. So. Well, we have a surprise for you. We found that pen and we brought them here today. <laughs> Bring in the pen. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> there have been other instances where he has gotten chucked with things, uh, specifically keys. He was on like a stoop far away and I chucked keys at him and they hit him. In is this yesterday or is this years this ago? This was years ago, but more recent than the pen to the face. What game were you playing on the stoop? That was the, hey, I need my keys game. Oh, yeah. oh sure, I'm at the car, I'll chuck them at you and then watch you Classic go game. down because I hit you in an area that's very sensitive. <laughs> and then I tried not to cry with laughter while he was in horrific pain. Sympathy. My next question is, did you attend Dame Haley Brack's conference on how not to rage quit? I know this is a rage quitting. <laughs> because no? you're still together, so there's yeah. no quitting involved. Well, you know, I also had issues with uh, a werewolf game, our first ever. We can't lie to each other because okay. we've known each other for 14 years. So we don't play bluffing games. And when we sat down to play werewolf, it took like two seconds of him being like, yeah, I'm a villager. I'm like, something's not right with that. <laughs> Turns out, you know, I thought he maybe he was a werewolf. And so then he outed himself as the seer to me by saying it's a bad idea to kill me, like a really bad idea to kill me. And then I being super sleep deprived announced that to the group. Whoops. And first everyone, yeah, <laughs> this was before the first night, so he died pretty quick and then sat there for the next almost two hours. Of was this at Gen Con? Yes. Was it this was, at this Gen Con? Yes, it was. This was last night. Yep. This was last, last night. night. <laughs> and it was a two-hour game of Werewolf where he pretty much was... Because the seer was dead. He, the seer was dead. Yeah, I mean, so together to this day, look at that. We're, yeah. Question, which game would you like? Go ahead and thank you so much for your stories and your contributions. We really appreciate it. You know what I want to talk about? No. Because we're so jolly and happy in this podcast. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the worst of Gen Con and get ourselves into more trouble. All right, so we'll start with you. Okay. No, I'll... we'll start with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm hanging with B-Team Will. Worst of Gen Con. Worst of Gen Con. All right, so I feel this is more of a public service announcement. Okay. I'm gonna complain about hallway walking etiquette. <laughs> I already see some faces like, thank you for doing this public service announcement. There's three big crimes in ascending order of like misdemeanor to we should take you out back is walking diagonal across the hallway. In fact, Sean, could you do me a favor and just narrate what I do? Because I'm gonna act like I'm walking down a hallway. Alan's standing up. He's very handsome. It's clear that he's handsome. The pants look good. He's walking forward, and then he's kind of cutting across, and, and I'd call that strafing almost. Number two is, if you're walking in a group, I can't do this, you're not gonna narrate this. If you're walking in a group, I understand two people next to each other, that's totally cool. If there's a third, you make a triangle, triangle. of some sort. Yes, thank you very Bird much. Bird formation. Bird formation. Three is already unforgivable. Anything beyond that, that is... Cosplayers. <laughs> Number three. Narrate what I'm doing, if you will. This one is right. totally... Handsome. Less handsome than last time. Charm is fading. He's walking forward. He's slowing down. He's backing up. 
because stopping is already a crime. But if you stop and actually start backing up or doing some kind of Z flag route it like it's a football thing, I, I don't understand what you're doing. That's insane to me. I think of moving through Gen Con as like moving under fire. You need to stick and move, stay frosty, keep your head on a swivel, move from cover to cover. <laughs> move in a direct line, pick a lane and go. Do you know why you do that, Sean? Because you realize you're not the only fucking person on the planet! <laughs> took me a while, though, to realize that. <laughs> it took a while. Yeah, there's like other people. So sorry, but it, there's been so many times through Gen Con where it happens, I just don't understand it anymore. My favorite thing is the, like, uh, it's like what I call the tourist look, which is, it's very obvious when you travel overseas that you are a tourist because you are looking up at everything and everyone else is looking down at their phones and moving about their lives because they've seen all of it. But you're like, oh man, there's a gelato place here and there's a gelato place there. There's a lot of gelato places here. Man, this place is great. This happened to me. I was in Playa del Carmen the other day. It's like a lot of gelato. So I was this asshole. But the same thing happens at Jenga. People are going like, oh, a board game. Another board game. There's a booth over here. There's booths over here too, and it's like you've got to read everything. It's information overload. Right. I totally get anyone who's overwhelmed, but what they don't realize is you're not stuck in traffic. You are traffic. That's what's happening yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's rude. It's rude. Is there a place to have some type of business card that you can? I, this is very passive. I don't know. This is why I'm asking that you can hand someone that would have like a link to a website with proper hallway walking etiquette. <laughs> is that too douchey? I don't know because I have to. You want the person who doesn't think there's anybody else in the world to take time take, out of their day. Take your business card and then go to a website? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess maybe it needs to be a tarot size card <laughs> where it actually has visual rules and how you're supposed to walk in the hallway. I guess it's a dumb idea. I'm sorry. But I think you have to pretend it's a giveaway of some kind. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> you just won. You have to rickroll them, basically. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Sean? No, I don't have any problem with those people. I think the world's a big place and. Gen Con? <laughs> you have any issues with Gen Con, worst thing in Gen Con? Gen Con has been really good, I think, this year. We've had mm -hmm. like a really good time. Our booth placement's a little off. That's just like a personal gripe. You Gen know who Con. we could ask? Hmm. Lindsay Road, you want to come on up? Lindsay Road, yes! Come on up, Lindsay Road! You take two seconds to answer I'm, the question. He's like, Lindsay, bring her in. And bring her. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Oh, it's amazing right now. And you want to know a secret? Yes. I was really nervous about, like, tanking this episode and my chaos that follows. And after I've seen, I'm not even worried about it anymore. Yeah, you guys did a great job, Yeah, yeah, no pressure whatsoever. Yeah. What's the worst thing at Gen Con? Oh, it's not to do with anything else, but it's not sleeping. Not sleeping? Not sleeping is the worst thing. Because you have to choose between Gen Con or sleep. <laughs> and you and can't you, you choose, choose Gen Con. I choose Gen Con. Not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. definitely been the transition. You're so young because after like so many years of Gen Con, it's basically like, oh, it's nine o'clock. No. I have a booth I have to man tomorrow. I'll see these assholes next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will admit too. Like, I feel like I should be schmoozing at Gen Con, but oh, all yeah. I did last night at the fantasy flight party was hang out with Jerry and just <laughs> yeah. So Jerry, creator of Mice and Mystics from Plat Hat Games, which I, we collaborated on their release. I should say, I advise they talk to me about Comanauts. Has anyone checked out Comanauts from Plat Hat Games? Yeah, Plat Hat Games, also a great contributor here, but Comanauts is pretty exciting because they want to make sure they were psychologically accurate with Comanauts. But then the new DSM came out and they had to throw it all away. Yeah, yeah. that was a bad thing. Not sure if you know this, 
So apparently people really like the episodes with you on it to the point where we started getting emails where they say, Dear Sean, Alan, and Lindsay. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. But you are our con manager and you actually help us. I am, I am. Rank. Technically, I have yet to receive a paycheck of any sort. But I am an told that I work for this company. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit you up. But here's the thing. You're on net 2,000 terms. Yeah. So as con manager, what are your responsibilities in short? I book hotels for you. So you know where we're sleeping when you know and where I know, we have to go? Yeah, because assassination. Oh, I you, book, so you see where I'm going with this. Oh, no, I see where you're going, but I want you to know that I will, no, I will know what room you're in forever. Yeah, you, you already do. Yourself. You already know what room I'm in. That's you not how you booking a hotel works. Like, this one. You find yeah. out the room when you okay. get there and check in. No. You don't pick the room when you I book know. it. All right. I know. Just right. for those of you at home who've never booked a hotel before and are learning from <laughs> our podcast, I don't want to be getting mixed signals. The point is, you know where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be there, yes? Okay, yes. so moving on. <laughs> what happened? At Gen Con this time. Um, and every other time, I, I guess. I arrived. <laughs> yes. And um, actually I had a security detail this time that surrounded me at all times while we were setting up. At the Dog Mite booth. Dog Mite booth, who also contributed. We have some awesome dice from Dog yeah. Mite. Don't, don't think I'm missing you out there, Mike. It's all made of wood, so we're really going to throw it extra hard. Right. <laughs> so you're at the Dog Mite booth. Yes. First of all, you should talk about Zoe, I think. Yes. Well, we have... A, about the size of a rabbit, amazing woman who works with us named Zoe, and she's actually going to be taking over more of my roles with the con management for Dog Mite so that I can do more game design and cool mm -hmm. things like that. And she was my security detail manager for this assassination game. How many people are on your security detail? Yeah, wow. Alan snuck past four of my security there details. There was more at the booth, but keep on going. First, all right, you're missing... <laughs> I show up with Sean, we're not allowed in because here's the crazy thing as exhibitors. You come in and you have to come into the loading dock in order to start setting up your booth. But they don't let you in until you have your badge. But the crazy thing is, is that in order to get the badge, you have to go around the exhibitor hall. We came in from Cleveland with all of our stuff. And then what are we supposed to do? Like park the van full of no. all of our booths? You're supposed to open the door as you drive by the stoplight and run out to get the badges. This is what you do, guys. This is why I'm going to be in charge now. Okay, all right, tell us. There's a red light in front of the, red the light. front place of. Yes, write this down. There's a red light in front of the Gen Con entrance, the right main entrance. one. Main one. You drive really slowly, so you hit that red light. You then scream at the person next to you to get out of the car and run mm -hmm. while it's still red. Well, they run in through the front door, and you loop behind loop. to the marshalling yard. Marshalling yard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, right. by the way, is like a mile away from the actual yeah, jet. It's, it's horrible. It's a okay. horrible system. You have to go to the marshalling yard in order for them to give you a parking pass, basically, yes. first. So what you're saying, this is, this is why you're a con manager. Yes. Kick someone out of the moving vehicle at To go Shenka pick up your badges while, while the other person the checks into the marshalling Okay, yard. okay, okay. This Division of labor. We so just go everywhere <laughs> together all the time and just both do whatever's in front of us. I'm sure everyone sitting here was like, could you please tell us how the marshalling yard works and checking in? But anyways, the point yeah, is this. Super fascinating right. stuff, guys. <laughs> we come in, we're not allowed in, and so they say, you have to stay right here. And you can't move until we get someone to escort you to get your badges. Oh man, Sean, I'm a sitting duck. And I'm like rolling my eyes so hard on the pass out. Like, oh yeah, she's really gonna come get you this time. I was really gonna Super do it, guys. Terrified. Sean is not impressed with Lindsay, to say the least, and he keeps on telling me I'm giving her way too much credit. 
And then Zoe comes around the corner and freaks out. She's literally jumping yeah. around like, <laughs> and I just turn around because I think she's trying to distract me because Lindsay's about to assassinate. She does kind of do this like looking over your shoulder kind of move like something's behind you. I don't think Zoe's ever looked me in the eyes. It's always been around me. Well, I mean, no. she can't because she's only like a foot and a half tall. Burn. So, burn. she knows how short she is. Here's the point. She says, don't move anywhere. And I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't. No, so what you were missing is the other half of this conversation. So she comes sprinting down the aisle. I found him. I found the guy you're supposed to assassinate. I'm like, oh my god, did he see you? Oh, so she didn't know my name. No. Okay, no. there we go. <laughs> no, I, I remembered it. She only knew the picture that I had drilled into everyone's head while we were driving, which is a great one I have with you. Okay. It's not available. Keep moving on. <laughs> so she's like, I found him. I found him. What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, did he see you? And she's like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he saw me. We talked. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, we well, talked for think... a minute. Yeah. We already knew how's Jen Fon? Is Lindsay here? She's like, no, she's nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That was no, actually a really good impersonation because that was exactly yeah. what she said. No, like, well, we can't do it now. He's expecting it. He's going to be waiting for us. So I'm like, maybe if we're really lucky, He'll be thinking that it's gonna happen and he won't move anywhere. And I could think of him being stuck, because I didn't know you were stuck for paperwork. I thought you were just like stuck in fear. And I was laughing as I walked away. And I was like, quite a play. he's paralyzed. <laughs> and he doesn't even know I'm not gonna do it today. Fast forward a little bit. I will give props to you, Sean, by the way, because I asked Sean, like, hey. We're married in business, right? This relationship helped me out because we're gonna set up the booth. You're gonna help me look out? He's like, yes. And he looks behind me, I'm like, cool. And I felt so cool because you were actually looking around for me. And the next thing I, I take feel- I took it more seriously than I should have. The next thing I feel is this finger going across my throat. <laughs> and it's Sean. Sean's just like, <laughs> It's Sean. That was pretty fun. Next morning, Sean's just like, you gotta get this over with. Just, just don't do it. Put her out of oh her misery. Just you go don't understand is like, I used to just show up and do my job and then like go party. Now I show up and I'm like living in a psychotic dream where every moment is full of fear and anticipation and it lasts for like 48 hours. Yeah, it lasts a while. It was yeah. a mercy kill for sure. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. You can't move anywhere. You're like, I want to talk to that person. It's not safe enough to talk to that person. It hasn't happened yet. And you're so like, like, oh carrying... man, I want to see my friends, but I can't risk it. We're carrying boxes to the booth, and Alan's like, watch my back, guys. And I've been watching Alan's back for 24 hours. And it was really fun for like 24 hours. And I was like, just do it. <laughs> it's 9 in the morning. She's going to be at the booth. She's never going to It's like, we'll go this way. You go that way. We'll flank her. It'll be great. Me and Ben or Sarwini will walk up and be like, hey, Lindsay. And she'll be like, ah. Oh. And then you'll do it. And then, and then, then you weren't there. You weren't there. We go and we get there. And Alan's like, all right, and she didn't see it coming. It was fine. That's true. This is my scene. I walk up to the dog, my booth. And I see, I thought it was, I was like, By the way, I was working. I don't know what you guys were doing with your working. fancy booth, nope. but uh, yeah. I was actually setting up my booth and doing my job. Excuses. He passed five people. I was in the very back because I was like still being very careful. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn my back. But I'm going to like be in the very far corner. And I'm going to have everyone behind me. And they all know to look out for this. I'm going to turn my back and go into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great plan. <laughs> and yeah, he got Rommel. past everyone. And like, it wasn't like we were in a line. 
it was like various depths of people, so they must have seen you at some point and been like, oh, there's a stranger. It was like in a the code in a video game, right to go right to Shang Tsung or whatever. It's that was embarrassing. Like, <laughs> yeah. But this is the last one. Okay. No. You're quitting. No, this is. You're quitting. This is the last time. I'm gonna call it now. All right. Thank on you. this podcast. You all heard it. This is the you know, last. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. As a penalty for losing Assassin for so many times, what we're gonna do is we should take it to the audience, should we? And do you, anyone have any questions for us? We can say ask any questions, and we'll try our best to answer them. I also want to know whose whose phone is this? It's yours. Wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't working? Is it not working? No, I don't want to find out. Okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be expected. Yeah. Any questions this. for the panel at large? Any hands? 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 No, no. Oh, oh, way oh, the all the way back. Right. Thank you. Really really Get back there, Lindsay. Like, she's taking her time and she's walking. How do you think the show's going, Sean? Not good, Alan. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to drink some more. All this detail about how to get a booth at Gen Con, parking regulations, tax forms. Here's a question. Oh, so sorry, yes. <laughs> okay, Alan, I just wanted to know, so I've been here listening to the podcast for a while, and I hear uh, Captain Chestbeard from time to time. I wanted to know what was the origin behind that? What started? Because I know that he has presided over uh, marriages, and, and like, there's a lot that goes behind it. I'm just like, what started this alter ego? Alter ego? What are you talking about? Alter ego? So, Captain Chessbeard, before we go on, I should do B-Team Greg a service and ask, please raise your hand if you enjoy Captain Chessbeard. If you enjoy Captain Chessbeard, raise your hand. If you think Captain Chessbeard should never be on the show ever again, please raise your hand. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You haven't changed your mind? I have... I'm now, like, uncomfortably... Like, cause he's been hitting on me lately and stuff, and like... What are you talking about? She has been hitting on him! Oh my gosh, no way! No way! Shut up! I have mixed feelings now. I don't know who I am anymore. Whatever. This is okay. weird. Okay, alright. Thank you so much. So the origins of Captain Chessbeard was back in the day of SBJ, when SBJ was host. This is in the 1600s? Something like that, okay. right? We had a really hard time of keeping the time down, cause it was supposed to be the podcast that's 20 to 40 minutes. And we would be recording for like 90 minutes sometimes. We're like, man, we really got to figure out how to cut this down. And I just sprung it. And it was early in the episodes. It may have even been in the single digits. Maybe it was in the double digits. I don't remember the episode number. But we said, hey, we hired someone to help us stay on time. So our audio manager, and it's Captain Chessbeard. And it, it was a surprise because I said, I know, SBJ, you love surprises. So here's... Yeah. Here's he Captain Chessbeard, and all of a sudden Captain Chessbeard came in. Hey, hurry up. I can't do his voice, yeah. I mean, uh, I've never tried. So anyways. <laughs> it's weird to not have tried. I mean, I've done pirates before. Yars. So, yeah, yeah. So, but that's the origins of Captain Chessbeard. So. Yar, give me all your doubloons and your gold. Hey. Hey, you, you better watch out for my me hook there, sailors. It's windy. You gotta raise the cannonballs cannonball. and hoist the anchor. You'd have to ask him. We're just not know. very conversant in pirate yeah. stuff. Yeah, Very clearly. <laughs> all right. Any other questions for us at all? How are we doing on time, by the way? Cinco minutos.
Uh, my question would be, who is <laughs> who's your uh, favorite and least favorite guests that have been on the podcast? My favorite and least favorite guest? Well, that's a that's a winning question. Who is the hardest to edit? All right, so hardest to edit? Matt Fantastic. Yeah, he's never even been on the show. It's so hard to edit Matt Fantastic. Matt Fantastic, I try to, he's the designer of That's Not Lemonade, and we have a prototype version up here that we can take home if you want. But I did an interview with him, and it was so hard to edit, I just said, I can't publish this. <laughs> uh, even for our podcast, it was like, I can't do this. But I'm a little biased. Mm-hmm. So my favorite guest is my father. And then my least favorite guest is my mother. That's pretty good. So, does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah, Father's Day, Mother's Day's episode. Man, this show is self-indulgent. Thank you for listening. (laughs) I mean, there was an active decision, like, after SBJ left, I was like, well, um, I'll just make something that I'll listen to, I guess. Me talking to my mom. Yeah. Hey, mom, do you like games? You're a disappointment. I think we have time for one more question. One more, one question. more question. Oh, let's do it. Comrade Crystal. Do you remember what random fact about yourself that you were supposed to be at? I do. It's actually random fact 32. And what is that fact? Random fact 32, I have a moon-shaped birthmark on my left butt cheek, which is very convenient when you moon people because my brother and I would say, we're devil mooning them! Super clever. Super clever. But, but that asked, is true. That was a random, yeah. random fact I'm 32. Confirmed. Thank you for remembering that. What a binge listener. But he's got a notebook. <laughs> I have a notebook. The show notes. I'm serious. It'll say I have a episode one sixty eight or whatever. Yeah, I have a notebook of all the red facts and I think this is good. How should we end the show? I think this episode is 